in wonderful savageness, leave the nation of the Fenians, and in beastly poverty, destitute of arms, of horses, and of homes, their food, the common herbs, their apparel, skins, their bed, the earth, their only hope in their arrows, which, for want of iron, they point with bones. Tacitus, Germania. It is a sunny April afternoon. I'm walking on a cobblestones to meet a man, so I can ask him a question. Question that would decide the result of my important civil right. Let's rewind a bit. Now, Romans have always stayed with me at the back of my mind. But they really hooked me after I read The Roman Army at War, 100 BC to 200 AD by Adrian Goldsworthy. Book that is based on his PhD thesis. It really painted a vivid picture how Roman army waged wars. It seems Romans influence our lives still, over 1500 years after the Western Empire is gone. Finland was having her 38th parliamentary elections. I found my candidate, liberal historian. But there was one more important question remaining. I see him through the crowd. He's standing there, hair freshly cut, in well-fitting gray suit. I introduce myself. He does the same. We start talking about politics, about his work. Then I ask, if you had to choose one, which is closer to your heart? Ancient Greece or Rome? Rome, he says. I nod. My man. What is it about Rome that lures us from kids to adults again and again? Is it the violence, the conquests, the culture, or the legionaries? or some combination of them all. Movies, series, books, a whole lot have been written about them. We don't get definite answer today, but we do see a little glimpse of Roman glory and their attraction. Welcome to the History of Finland podcast, episode 5. Romans are coming! What? Wait, really? Early Iron Age, 500 BCE to 375-400 CE. The previous quote by Tacitus is important. There, the Finns are mentioned for the first time as a concept. Now, another long quote by Henrik Meinander. Quote, The earliest written record of the Finns under the name Finnoi is to be found in the quotations cited by other writers from the Greek geographer Pythias' description of his expedition to the Baltic coast in the 5th century BC. The next extant mention is 
In the work of the Roman historian Tacitus, Germania, from 98 AD, where his observations on the peoples and the cultures around the Baltic include the Finns. Feni, living in impoverished contentment beyond the Northern Sea, forgotten by both gods and man. That says a lot about the Romans and how they saw the barbarians living north of their border. And by Feni, Tacitus most likely meant Sami people. Let's continue with dating. Last time we mentioned the periodization and its problems. Well, let's try to clear it a bit. In this episode, we will cover the early Iron Age. That goes from 500 BCE to 375-400 CE. On coastal area, that consists of three Roman Iron Ages. First of them being Pre-Roman Iron Age, or sometimes called Celtic Iron Age, 500 BCE to 0-50 CE. And the two actual Roman Iron Ages that are commonly named the same way in Northern Europe because of Caesar's and Augustus's adventures on the shores of Danube and Rhine. So the Roman Iron Age itself is divided in two parts. The older Roman Iron Age, 0 50 to 150 200 CE, and younger Roman Iron Age, 150 200 to 375 400 CE. By which time the Finland fits in the same Middle Iron Age category again. So the coastal areas just have three different Roman-related ages, while inland and northern Finland stayed in their pre-metal age, where they started in previous episode and continue on this one. So that covers about the same time period. Pre-metal age is dated 1900-1800 to 300 CE. So I guess it wasn't that hard to explain after all. There is also where we stop today, around 400 CE with the tumultuous migration period. That is also thanks to Romans. More on that the next time. Pre-Roman Iron Age, 500 BCE to 0 50 CE. First five centuries in Northern Europe is known as Pre-Roman Iron Age, or Celtic Iron Age. While Greek-Roman culture prospered in Mediterranean, barbarians in the north, not so much. At least with Roman standards. Huge gap in economic, military and complex social structures evolved. So they saw people that lived more simple life north of their borders as barbarians. The most powerful of these barbarians were living in Middle and Western Europe, the Celtic tribes. Meanwhile, life was peaceful in Peninsula. First iron items arrived 800 
to 400 BCE, they were mostly axes, knives, sickles, and at the end of pre-Roman Iron Age, scythes, which were maybe the most important invention of this time. Processing of iron in peninsula began 300 to 200 BCE. Finland has limonite that you get from bottoms of lakes and swamps. Producing something usable was a tricky business though. There is a little evidence of production after the Roman period, all the way to Viking Age. It seems it was cheaper and more convenient to buy rather than make the stuff yourself. Like mentioned before, Finland was very much divided between the coastal and inland regions. Let's first see what was happening on the coast. Although climate varied a lot at this period, when talking about farming, pre-Roman Iron Age is still characterized to be the final stabilization phase. Farming was here to stay. Buildings were now mostly round huts, diameter of 6 to 7 meters, 19 to 23 feet, and had of walls made of twig braiding between poles. You would then seal it with clay. Burial habits are continuum from Bronze Age with few twists. Burial mounds were still the preferred method, but not on the top of the hills with their seaside views anymore. Instead, they would bury the dead on gentle moraine slopes near habitation, farmlands or meadows. And they would make smaller individual mounds that were squarish, instead of those big piles that contained several deceased. Getting lazy are we? Morbi ceramics. Gotta talk about ceramics too. You might be thinking, what happened to the Kyukainen culture that was meant to be discussed in episode 4? Well, I forgot all about it. So, Kyukainen ceramics was used in Bronze Age in coastal areas, but there was also textile ceramics. I guess it would be fair to say that Kyukainen ceramic evolved to two different styles, delicate or smooth and rough. Now, both of these end up disappearing around 800 BCE, but the rough version kind of connects to today's episode, because from that evolved the ceramic style that ruled the pre-Roman Iron Age Finland. This new ceramic was first found from southern Finland in Espoo, and sounds like it could be from Lord of the Rings, Morbi. Morbi ceramics was used mostly on southern coastline, their cultural unit size was a small farm, and Finland's oldest field is found from Rasebori. It was ploughed with hook plough and contained the evidence of barley seeds. And like mentioned, the most common burial method still was using the burial mounds. Most significant of them from this period can be found from Finland proper in Sauvo, 
where 24 graves are found. Also, one of them had a male that was cremated. Another relics that pass all the way to us are ancient castles. They were possibly made already in late Bronze Age, but now we have several of them on southwestern coast. They are located, as you would presume, on top of the hills. Near Turku in Lieto, Old Castle is the most famous. There is evidence of cremation on this site, even though high hills like this were very untypical of the age. So it is debated if they were defensive structures or maybe ritual sites of some sort. Possibly both. Other signs of war are thin. From Sweden, we know that in southern and middle Sweden, people hid weapons to caches in late pre-Roman Iron Age. Same can be said from Finland after we enter the current era. Even though this Lord of the Rings ceramics were primarily used in coastal areas, they kept trading and it has been found from inland too. Evidence of farming is found even further to inland, so the ideas were traveling too. What is curious is that there is consensus based on the burial mound evidence and the spread of cooking pits that chiefs weren't as valued or needed as in Bronze Age. This phenomenon seems to be pretty common in Europe, but again, might be that they just valued different things. Maybe what is modest to our eyes, like early iron objects or simple copper jewelry, might be valuable in their time. Also, if the chiefs weren't buried in flashy mounds or with metal items, they are most likely gone forever. Surely, they had some social structures. Nothing points to perfectly egalitarian society. All that needs to be said about farming is that barley was by far the most common type of grain. You could make a beer out of it after all. Very little needs to be said about Finland either. Iron making started in Finland in eastern and northern parts around 300 BCE. And if we jump 600 years, the production of ceramics end in Finland. That concluded the Inland's early metal period. Meanwhile, on those 600 years, coastal area had two more Roman periods that we mentioned earlier, and we're going to look at them next. Older Roman Iron Age 0 slash 50 250 slash 200 CE Again, Henrik Meinander Quote, First 400 years, Finland maybe had few tens of thousands of people at most to drive this in. At the same time, Mediterranean area had thriving agrarian societies with surpluses that provided a stable economic culture of the Roman Empire. At the same time, majority of the sparse population north of Gulf of Finland subsisted on hunting and fishing or various combinations of primitive farming, burnbeet cultivation, stock breeding, and traditional trapping and fishing. 
end quote. Difference was massive for sure. But besides that, there is something else interesting in that quote. Gulf of Finland. Without Baltic Sea and its gulfs, Finland's history would be totally different. Time and time again, the sea will pop out in our narrative. Whether we're talking about Vikings, trade networks, Napoleonic Wars or World Wars, sea has her place in them. Sometimes as separator, other times as unifier. CE170 At this rate, I won't be able to feed my family incoming winter. What am I going to do? No ships has come in several moons. Last ones brought alarming news. Fights have erupted between Romans and the locals. Iron trade has been dwindling even before that. There's nobody that I can sell my furs or my wares to. I still remember the fat times. The times when men were buried with all of their weapons and possessions, like combs and belts. Not anymore. No. Now, now all the iron needs to be preserved. Lean times are here. So is the snow. And the harbor, it stands empty. I wonder how the war is going. Maybe the Romans spread all the way here and I can finally stop trading these furs and start trading people. That is where the real riches are. So why is this age named after Romans? By 50 CE, Roman Empire had expanded to the north all the way to the rivers Rhine and Danube, but not further. Not worth the effort. Plus, the rivers made a clear, natural border. Now, if we divide Middle and Northern Europe into two categories, first is called Periphery. These areas had a tight connection with Romans and were altered because of it. They would trade with and supply Rome with anything from slaves to grain. The second group would be marching group. This group would be too far to be really influenced by Romans, but might get occasional trader or item either directly from Rome or from periphery group. You can guess in which group Finland was in. Yep. The marching one. Now, sometimes leaders would rise from periphery and challenge the Roman rule, like in our story with Marcomannic War, CE 166 to 180. That severely disrupted trade to Finland. And if you want to learn more, I would suggest that you head over to Mike Duncan's The History of Rome podcast and search for episode 93, The Marcomannic Wars. 
But it seems the Romans weren't all that interested in peninsula and what it had to offer. Which was mainly furs. They were after amber from southeast of Baltic Sea. Trade didn't really reach us. The biggest finds from this era are two wine-laders made of copper. The other one is made in Italy and the other in Roman Gaul. Germanic zone. There are a few things that are interesting though. One of them is the so-called Germanic zone, middle of southwestern coast, that used to be a hub through which most of our finds come. Burial sites there host swords, shields, and especially knobs that protect your hand in a shield. Later, there was some mixing and regions burial sites changed to more western way of doing things. More boastful and wasteful. Modern version of this would be the phrase that you hear in every self-help guide to commerce. You can't make money without spending money. So people did. Lavish graves meant status, burying with weapons, Singled aggressiveness, maybe result of sociopolitical rivalry. If you could bury people with totally usable items, you must be wealthy, successful and powerful, right? Oh, how things have changed, eh? Younger Roman Iron Age, 150 slash 200 to 375-400 CE. Not many noticeable finds from this era. Some 20 silver and copper coins and the usual weapons. But there is something more impactful happening. Second wave of this extravagant burial culture. If the first wave was wasteful burial with Levis items, that started in pre-Roman Iron Age in coastal areas. This would be the second wave. But now it spreads to inland too, in pulses. And what that means is that they spread fast and to wide area. That also might leave areas between them without graves. This would suggest that they didn't try to conquer the area. That would be slower and more methodical. Another interesting thing is that by this time the Sami as spoken language is starting to be replaced. Some researchers think that these two are connected. Chiefs. Younger Roman Iron Age reveals few graves from coastal area that differ from the other by their multitude of items. Graves had men and females. They contained imports from Roman world and had coffins that were made from slabs of rocks. Most interesting one had drinking horn made for barbarians because Romans didn't use these kind of items. It's found in pieces but it's now repaired. The drinking horn was made in Roman Rhineland. 
That grave also had table dishes and a sword. Nearby was less decorated grave with weapons. So, squire maybe? Cupstones. Lastly, let's look at something we talked briefly before. The cupstones. From Finland we have around 500 rocks and stones that have these cups in them. Now why? They are believed to be made in the first 12 centuries CE, though the dating is hard, because you can't precisely date a rock, and so far archaeologists haven't found anything nearby that they could date. Most likely they are made with only rock, sand and water. This would take ages to make even one such cup, let alone dozens that we have found from Turku, for example. Reasons are still unknown, but like so many things, tradition of cup making too comes from Sweden, where they were made mostly in Bronze Age. We know that the different cultures at different periods had these all over the world. In Sweden, they are mostly found near fields, so they might have used the cups for making the lands fertile. Some rocks have paintings that have females and the cups are in their private parts. But no fields are found from Finland near the cups. Some cultures think that the soul takes the shape of a bird when person dies. Maybe the cups had seeds for their souls. Maybe they were used to mark borders. Maybe they were used as healing, like some folklore suggests. We just don't have the answer. Could be a bit of all of this. So, another episode done. Thank you for listening. It seems our audience is expanding and is coming all over the world. New countries include places like Japan and United Arab Emirates. Don't worry, the Moomins are coming. Most likely they get their own episode. Biggest audience still comes from the Finland, but the USA ain't far behind. Almost every state seems to have one or more listener. States like Michigan, Massachusetts and Illinois are really active. They are the top three for now. So, thank you all. That is all we have for this week. Next time we look how the collapse of Western Roman Empire showed here and if the ripples had any impact. Also what people did before Vikings. Tune in next time.